Joining me this morning via phone, United States Senator Ron Johnson. Good morning, Senator Johnson. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? Good, thank you. We were chatting off air. We'll start out with this at least and then get to the top, well, the topics of the morning. Uh, I, I spoke early, in an earlier segment about the Tucker Carlson interview of Vladimir Putin and uh, wanted to get your take on that. And, and I guess we anticipate, well, we are waiting for the the interview to be posted on Tucker's site. So I completely support Tucker in doing that. I think he laid out uh, his case in a pre-interview video that I'd recommend everybody watch. You know, I just came from an event this morning where people are asking me about foreign policy, and the point I made is, you know, we really ought to take a very hard, retrospective look at the results of our foreign foreign entanglements. You know, our our founders were completely opposed to being the United States involved in in foreign entanglements. You know, other, other people's wars, other people's interests. Now. That being said, I think it's Thomas Jefferson that sent the, the U.S. Navy to uh, defeat the Barbary Coast pirates. Uh, that's a very worthy thing. It's, it's really what has led to, to so much prosperity and, and peace uh, since World War II is, you know, the fact that we have a powerful Navy that can maintain freedom of navigation on the seas. So, I mean, those are, those are worthy goals, but we really need to take a look at, you know, you know, what, what was the benefit of losing 58,000 lives in Vietnam? You know, what, what, whatever came of Afghanistan and Iraq? You know, what, to what extent did we foment the revolution in Ukraine? And what impact did that have on, on Vladimir Putin? Again, that's not to say that Vladimir Putin isn't an evil war criminal, because he is. And I, I'm, I would hope that Dr. Carlson brings his own interpreter. And I hope he asks him some pretty pointed questions, like, you know, uh, Mr. Putin, uh, you decided to invade, and as a result, over 100,000 of your Russian soldiers are dead. Uh, over 100,000 Ukrainian soldiers are dead, uh, far, far more wounded. Uh, 40,000 Ukrainian civilians are dead. How can you justify this? What, what, what threat did you perceive? Um, and hopefully he answers those questions. And you know, Vladimir Putin will, will have some answers that I'm sure will, uh, in many cases, be dismissed. But uh, it, it, it is true that uh, when the wall fell and, and Reagan uh, negotiated Gorbachev uh, for the fall of the Soviet Union that occurred during uh, George H. W. Bush's administration, that uh, there were assurance given that we would not move NATO one inch to the east. We, we've moved it hundreds of miles. And, you know, again, just put yourself in the other person's shoes. What would we think if something similar were happening uh, close to our border as well? I mean, you saw the, you know, almost nuclear war during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, we, we didn't tolerate it. I don't think we would tolerate it. So, I mean, you always have to at least understand what the other person's perspective is and, I really think you do need to take a very hard look at well, what has been the result of the hundred, the trillions of dollars we spent on defense, and our involvement in some of these foreign entanglements. Uh, how did those things turn out? So I guess as long as we're on the topic, what's your opinion of Zelensky? I, mean, I was the only member of Congress that was at his inauguration, so I met him then. I went back uh, as chairman of the European Subcommittee and Center for Foreign Relations uh, 
a few months later with uh, Chris Murphy. Uh, I, I thought he was the real deal, you know, political neophyte. The, the, the knives in a corrupt system were out for him immediately. Now, very similar to Trump. I mean, Trump was a political neophyte, and you know, he, he had no idea who, who to really you know, staff his administration with, and so he was undermined in many cases from members of the agencies and members of his own administration. And Zelensky faced the same hurdles, but I think he was absolutely sincere in wanting to defeat. I, I listened to a speech in front of the, the High Court Against Corruption. He wanted to defeat corruption. I think it's sincere that. I also know uh, at that time when I met with him, he wanted to do a peace deal with Putin. He, he knew it wouldn't be popular, uh, but this is when Putin you know, had already illegally annexed Crimea and was in firm control of the eastern Ukraine. He realized he couldn't displace Putin, so he, he wanted to do, come, come to terms with it. You know, let's, let's end this. Let's not... Uh, allow this to continue on where we have a, a lot wider war. Now, that was back in 2000, that probably been 2019. Um, why, did, why did the West allow it to get to the point where, you know, Putin's building up troops and, you know, we, we didn't deter it enough and he, he felt he could invade? Um, again, th these are hard questions to ask. I'm not sure there's easy answers, but, uh, you know, th there's, always so there's always a different perspective here. Um, and we, at this point, I think the, the salient uh, issue is the fact that Putin will not lose this war. I mean, as much as we hate him, as much as we want him to lose, as much as he is an evil war criminal, he's not going to lose this war. Russia has four times the population of Ukraine. Uh, the average age of a Ukrainian soldier right now is 43. I've read quotes of some of Zelensky's inner circle that says, you know, you, even if you give us more weapons, we don't have the people to fire them. Um, so... You have to, the only way this war ends, the only way the slaughter ends, the, the, the destruction of Ukraine ends, is in a negotiated settlement. So U.S. policy, the Western policy, ought to be doing everything we can to convince Putin to end this thing. Um, if, if Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin uh, helps bring that about, that would be a positive thing. But again, the, 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 in the way Tucker defended his own action is he's a journalist. Uh, the world has a right to know What's this guy thinking? You know, um, that is important information that we should have. And again, I completely support what uh, Tucker Carlson is doing. He's going over and interviewing Putin. So, okay, we, I know we'll get to our topic of the morning, but just I'm curious. So between the time that you met Zelensky and today, do you think that he has been corrupted? It, it's hard to say. Um Again, I don't think if Trump had remained president that Putin ever would have invaded. I think uh, you know Trump was too unpredictable to Putin, and I don't think he would have taken that chance. I think the fact that Biden yanked, pulled out of Afghanistan the way we did, it was just an embarrassing, and I would call it a dangerous surrender in Afghanistan. That emboldened Putin and other tyrants around the world. So, I mean, elections matter. So I think the fact that uh, America chose wrong with Joe Biden uh, – led to, uh, you know, one of the awful consequences was it led to the invasion of Ukraine that I don't think would have happened otherwise. You know, w once your country's invaded, I mean, I'll, I'll give Zelensky an awful lot of credit. I mean, Biden offered him a plane ride out, which at that point, Ukraine would have fallen and Russia would have accomplished its goal. But Zelensky didn't do that, even though he knew uh, Russian assassination teams were on the ground looking for him. So, I mean, it took a great, great deal of courage. Um, but now he's just trapped in this situation. Uh, again, 
when, when you have the slaughter that you have, it's how do you put that behind you as a society? Uh, you, you almost have, have, have to have people from the outside saying, guys, I, I know you don't want to end this. I know you want to kill them all. I, I, you know, but it's, it's just not going to happen. So recognize reality as hard as that is. I mean, it's going to be an awful reality, a settlement. I'm going to hate it. But every day that goes by, more Ukrainians die, more Russian con- conscripts die. Take no joy in that. More of Ukraine gets destroyed. So at some point in time, you just have to recognize reality and say this thing has to stop. Um, so I, I didn't really answer your question. I mean, Zelensky's in an awful, awful position. Uh, he was in an awful position running for president. Um, and I, I think uh, in the end, um, the Biden administration did him no favors in uh, the way. Well, for example, just just the, the impeachment of Trump that weakened Ukraine. I mean, Democrats made Ukraine. They used Ukraine as a pawn in their attempt to destroy Trump. That was not helpful to Ukraine, what Democrats did in that impeachment. That harmed Ukraine. That weakened Ukraine. Do you think any Democrats, your colleagues in the Senate, you know, I guess either either house, um, share your point of view? I doubt it. Publicly? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they just look, you know, again, they're, they're happy to scream, you know, Putin war criminal, uh, evil, you know, sanctions good, Russia bad. Um, it, again, it's, it's, it's easy to make things that simplistic, but, but things aren't that simplistic. But, it, you know, again, Putin's evil. I mean, this guy is, you know, as, as uh, McCain once said, you know, just a cone-stole killer. You know, who knows what he did to, you know, potentially bomb apartments in Chechnya. And I mean, I mean the guy, is, he's a bad man, okay? Uh, he's a hard man. And you have to recognize that reality, and that's how you have to deal with him. You're dealing with a very, very evil, very hard man, but, but he has at his disposal nuclear weapons. They're a modern nuclear weapon force. They're intermediate and tactical nuclear weapons. I don't doubt if his back were against the wall that he would use them. Uh, that's a hard reality. It's one of the reasons you're trying to keep Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons. You shouldn't be coddling them. But no, again, it's, foreign policy is not easy. Okay, it's, it's, it, is, it is not an easy uh, discipline. Um, the, the world, the world is, is a complex place. There, there, are, there are evil people uh, with evil motives in the world. I happen to think uh, we're the good guys, but we're not perfect. And our, our actions are not perfect, and they need to be analyzed. So the $118 billion, 370-page border bill provides three times the amount of money that we are putting towards or that we would put towards the border to Ukraine. I know you don't agree with it. I know you spoken already publicly about how you don't support this border bill. Do you even believe that it's a serious bill to begin with, or it's just a way to uh, direct the narrative so that the low information voter hears, oh, the Republicans don't want to secure the border? Oh, the Democrats, I have no doubt, they weren't negotiating good faith to secure the border. They were negotiating for political cover. And unfortunately, you know, Leader McConnell gave him that political cover in a really stupid strategy of secret negotiations. Um, now, I've, I've been saying since the start of this that uh, we, we need to be very careful here because if we don't end up with a really strong border security bill with enforcement mechanisms that would force 
President Biden to secure the border. And I said, by the way, if we forced him to do it, we'd be doing him a huge political favor. So I'm not trying to play, play politics with this thing. I'm trying to secure the border. Uh, I, I, would be, I would have been happy to, to give him political cover if it would actually secure the border, but that's not what this bill does. But, I mean, the fact that we took an issue where the vast majority of Americans agree with us on, they want to secure the border, they understand that uh, the open border is a clear and present danger to this nation, and turned it into a situation where, you know, the news media and Democrats will say, well, hey, we wanted to secure the border. It's mm-hmm. just these, you know, mega Republicans that uh, wouldn't take yes for an answer. No, we, we just wouldn't accept a bill that, was, that d- did more harm than good. That would hamstring a future president who actually wants to secure the border. So you look at this bill, and it's, it's obvious to see that the, the Democrat negotiators ran circles around the Republican negotiators. McConnell, I mean, he, he's... I don't. I don't blame Langford. I mean, he's he's really come under, you know, I think very unfair criticism. Um, McConnell's the one pulling the strings on this thing. He, he's the one that uh, you know ignored what the conference was saying in terms of tying Ukraine funding to actually securing the border. But, you know, McConnell told Langford that's not even on the table. That, that, that would have been our major point of leverage. And then then again, you just look at all the elements. You spend billions building up a border patrol patrol force to handle. Thousands of, of illegal immigrants a day. I mean, think of that. The, the solution isn't giving, up, giving ourselves the capability of handling thousands of immigrants a day. The solution is reduce it to a trickle. Okay? The solution isn't giving billions to sanctuary cities to incentivize more migrants to come because we're going to take care of them in sanctuary cities. The, the solution is to reduce the flow to a trickle. And, and in, in the end, that is the major flaw of this bill, but the major flaw in the negotiation was secret negotiations with Biden and his Democrat allies in Congress that want an open border that caused the problem and were only negotiating for political cover, and McConnell stupidly gave him that political cover. I don't understand how he continues to get reelected, but, well, you know, is he up for re-election well, it's, soon? It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty simple. He raises, he set up the Senate Leadership Fund. And he raises hundreds of millions of dollars to help reelect incumbent senators himself. <laughs> and, and he reminds us of it all the time. He, he reminded us of it in lunch last week before he had James Langford talk about the bill where we still didn't have the language. So frustrating. It's pretty easy to understand. So it's I, one of the reasons I tried to replace him as leader, started this Congress. Uh, I've tried to delay the I tried to delay elections after the 2016 election as well. So let's let's delay elections. Let, let's give a challenger an opportunity to to mount a challenge. But McConnell, being leader, you know he calls the election the the week after uh, the the national election. So nobody has a chance to to mount a, a serious challenge. So this time we you know Rick Scott agreed to challenge him. He he got 10 votes out of 49. So disappointing. So, uh, you know, I'm going to ask this question. I've asked this of, uh, you know, other. I talked with Congressman Derek Van Orden just this morning. I asked him this, and I asked Congressman Tom Tiffany yesterday. Uh, why, why can't we have a clean bill that's just about border security? Because the Democrats don't want border security. That's why. But we should. I mean, so we do have one. It's HR two, mm-hmm. uh, or is it H? No, it's HR two. Right? Yeah, it's HR two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the House passed that, I think, last May. And uh, that really should have been the at least the starting point, the framework. Um, but it sh- could have even been simpler than that. I mean, we, sh- we should have started this uh, discussion, I'll call it that, 
uh, or public negotiation. It should have been public, not private, not secret, with the fact that President Trump secured the border under existing law. Now, it uh, was far from perfect, and it wasn't, uh, uh, didn't, it wasn't like it didn't meet resistance. You know, you've got things like the Flores decision that's been reinterpreted uh, that frustrates a president's ability. I mean, there are other, you know, of course, the left will challenge anything a Republican president wants to do to close the border. Uh, Biden used that same executive authority to open up the border. So, I mean, the authority resides there. Plus, Biden, if he really wants to secure the border, he wouldn't be facing the resistance from Republicans, conservatives, in trying to do so. I mean, it's, again, it's so much easier for a Democrat to secure the border than it is for a Republican. So you already had the authority. If there was something that frustrated Biden in his attempt to secure the border, just come to Congress. I mean, you got Democrat allies. I mean, I would think they would do what the president asked them to do. Republicans certainly would. You know, you want a clarification so that court, that wrong court decision is overturned by legislation, happy to give it to you. This, could, this should have been so simple. We shouldn't have been spending billions of dollars building up a, an ability to handle thousands of immigrants a day, funding sanctuary cities, hindering a future president by setting these thresholds, codify them. Again, the, the, that is the main problem of the bill, is the authority already exists. And there's court challenges that make it a little more difficult, but the authority already exists. You pass a law that basically codifies the fact that Congress doesn't think the, the, the authority exists because they're granting him this authority temporarily or with discretion if you hit 4,000 a day. And then that, that authority goes away after three years. I mean, you are severely hindering and hampering, hamstring a future president who actually wants to secure the border. That's in the end why this thing had to go down. It was worse. It was far worse than doing nothing. So, last question. How do you respond to Nikki Haley, who said irresponsible Republicans are killing the border bill to help Trump? She's completely wrong. I mean, again, I just laid out a few of the problems, the major problems with the bill. She, she ought to, you know, at least listen to my arguments and then try and, try and refute them again. You know, we, we were getting some of these elements of this, you know, they, we, some of this was discussed. We never had the language, but some of these elements were, uh, you know, briefed to us as well as some of this was leaked. And so inside the conference, I was asking legitimate questions, and I did not get answers. I mean, I, I, I get, so, so, so why does, you know, James, tell me, how does this not normalize some measure under 4,000 illegal immigrants a, a day? How does this not legalize that? Well, because we end up release. No, you don't, because you can do 500 trials, so that's a gap of 3,500 people. Uh, you don't have the ability to detain them, so you're going to catch and release them. Oh, alternates to detention, which, by the way, the, the pros call that alternates to deportation, because once you're in here, it, I mean, it just doesn't work. So, you know, again, how does this not serve as a precedent in the future by you know, putting this 4,000 discretionary threshold, uh, having it expire after three years. I mean, how, how does that not create a, a problem for a future president? I just never got answers. I realize that it's tough to get messaging, Republican messaging across to the American people because we have the mainstream media doing the work for the Democrats, but we have to figure, Republicans need to figure out a way. I know you're doing all you can, uh, being uh, on talk radio as much as possible and whatever news outlets, but 
we have to be able to communicate even to the low information voter what specifically this this uh, this bill represents and the Democrats I mean as far as it, it, my opinion is de- the Democrats don't want border security because they are importing a new electorate to replace the American vote yes I think that's the, the, the only motivation I can understand okay it's, 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 so again the reason I've been so critical of leader McConnell in this instance is it didn't have to be this way. We could have had this public debate. It would have been obvious. It should be obvious. I mean, it's, the Democrats want an open border. They're, you know, they're only looking for political cover. That should be obvious. But the secret negotiations dragged on for months, and then coming out and, and defending the bills, oh, this is, you know, divided government. This is uh, the best we can hope for. But, you know, this goes a long way. You know, getting people like the Wall Street Journal, Ed, Ed Board, who I you know, generally agree with, come out and saying this is a, a really good bill. We ought to take it. You know, get Giving presidential candidates like Nikki Haley saying we should take this. I mean, it's, I mean all, all that is not helpful, uh, and, and it's just wrong. Again, it's simply wrong. A consistent message would be nice, and unfortunately, Republicans seem to have trouble with that. Senator Ron Johnson, I sincerely appreciate all that you're doing. Keep up the great work. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks. You too. Rolling to the 830 News, followed by your calls. I would guess that there's someone out there. Hey, Floyd, I'm talking to you. Maybe. You know, if you want to call in, weigh in on this topic or others that have been discussed during the course of the, well, it has been four and a half hours of programming gold, but programming gold nonetheless. Now's your opportunity, 715-845-2155 on the Meg Ellison Show on WSAU.